0: Our life study today brings us to chapter 49 of Genesis and the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And here to help us open up this wonderful portion of God's revelation is Francis Ball. I'm glad that you're here to help us with both today, our life study and our campaign, Francis.
1: I'm always glad to be here, Chris. Thank you much.
0: Francis, we're going to talk about our campaign a little later, but let's get right to our life study. We have spent quite some time on the matter of the various blessings that Jacob has delivered to his 12 sons. These blessings are in a beautiful, poetic form. And so we're taking the time to delve into the significance of all the pictures that are portrayed here. Francis, we're going to focus again today on the particular blessing given to Judah. Here's Witness Lee.
2: In New husband concerning Christ... You have three main truths. Number one, the victory of Christ. Number two, the kingdom of Christ. And number three, the enjoyment and rest in Christ. As the New Testament is the full harvest of the seed. Sown in Genesis. So we must find out where are these seeds. You come to chapter 49, verses. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. In these five verses, you have the seed of Christ's victory, the seed of Christ's kingdom, the seed of the enjoyment and rise in Christ. Here, Jacob, In his prophecy, beckoned Judah to lion in three categories. A young lion, and a lion, and a lioness. The young lion is for fighting, for getting the prey when Christ came to the church. And when he was going on to the cross, he was a young lion. And surely he got the prey. He got the world as his prey. He got all the sinners as his prey. He got Satan as his prey. From his prey he was gone up. Up where? Up to the third of heaven. Even Ephesians 4 says, when he ascended, he led a twin of vanquished foes. He got the victory. He ascended to the heavens. He was the young lamb. Then he is a couching man. A lamb that has enjoyed the praise and has got the satisfaction. This describes Christ enjoying his rest in the heavens there. Christ there in third heavens is couching there. Resting in his satisfaction. He is also likened to a lameness. As a mother to produce cups. And hallelujah tonight we all have to consider ourselves as cups. I tell you in a good sense this is the land country. Satan, don't come here. Here is the lamb country. Everyone is a little lamb. To a man, we are lambs following the lamb. But to season. we are lamb cups. Many, many times you have to tell Satan, Satan, don't touch me. My family is a lamb family. This is the victory of Christ. And the victory brings in what? The kingdom. Christ ascended to the heavens, And there he has received the kingdom. If you do have the divine view, you could see the whole earth is the kingdom of Christ. Here you have the scepter, the royal, the kingly authority. Today, we are the kingdom people under the heavenly ruling of Christ. We Christians also need to learn how to exercise this authority of Christ. We don't need to pray in a begging way. We have to pray in the way exercising our authority. The kingdom means that everything has been accomplished and every enemy has been defeated. Every problem has been solved. So we have the kingdom. Eventually, shallow will come. When our king comes, he will come back as the great shadow. He will bring peace to the whole earth. But we don't need to wait for that day. We are now enjoying him as our shadow.
0: Francis, we know that Judah, uniquely among the twelve sons of Jacob, represents Christ, because the Bible itself identifies Christ as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Say something more, if you would, about how the major aspects of Christ in the New Testament are foreshadowed here in Jacob's blessing to Judah.
1: Christ is identified as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Jacob, in his prophecy, has likened Judah to a lion in three categories— a young lion, and then a couching lion. And also, he's typified here as a female lion. That young lion typifies Christ who fought the battle at the cross to defeat Satan and also to gain the sinners as his prey. He's gained all this in this way, making it possible for every sinner to become a captive of Christ just by believing into him. What a victory that young lion won. He defeated every negative thing in the universe. Satan, sin was taken care of, and after that young lion got the prey, he became the couching lion to enjoy his prey. That is, Christ ascended to the heavens, resting there in His satisfaction. The victory was won. Christ has gained His kingdom. But also, as a lioness, Christ is seen as a mother lion, producing many cubs. We believers are a lion family, and we become his kingdom.
0: Francis, we have a wonderful picture presented here of the young lion, which shows Christ in the aspect of the gospel, a lion capturing his prey. And this is a very marvelous illustration of what took place in the early part of this century in China I think most American Christians are not that familiar with the extent of the Lord's move there, except, of course, I think most know that there were many valiant Western missionaries that sacrificed greatly for the gospel in the late 1800s and early 1900s. But following their work, among many of the young Chinese that received the Lord, there was a tremendous move both in the gospel and in the establishment of practical local churches. Francis, tell us some of what you have come to know about the Lord's move in China in the 1920s and 30s, particularly with Watchman Nee and his co-workers.
1: Well, I would say in his late teens, he was raised up by the Lord and began seeing a lot of light, which really stirred up and surprised even the missionaries that were there in China at that time. And he's been very much into the depths of the Word of God and also in the practical way to work out a way of helping Christians to practice their oneness. And this has been a hallmark to the whole work of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee through these 70-some years. Well, for many
0: Christians, this ministry has never been opened up or unveiled. And really, that's one of our primary motivations for this radio arm of Living Stream Ministry. It's our desire to present the riches of this ministry to God's people and to many of them for the very first time. Now, we have left the lion, and we're going to consider another aspect of Jacob's word to Judah, this time regarding not a lion, but a donkey. Here's Witness Lee.
2: Now, we come to the point of my real burden tonight. Buy your donkey to the vine. If you read the Bible carefully, you could see donkey is a kind of transportation. Donkey in the Bible means traveling toward a goal. The labor of a donkey is to journey with certain destination, with certain goals. All the world people today are donkeys traveling, striving, laboring, journeying with a goal. Not on the world people, even all the Christians. Not one exception. Everybody is a journeying donkey. Striving, laboring with a goal. When I was young, I was striving to uh, overcome sin. We say, go. Someday, I'll be overseen. I was striving. Until one day, I got vision. Divine. Amen. Divine. The living Christ. Full of life. Bind your donkey to the vine. This means, cease all your striving labor. And rest yourself... In Christ in the living one in the one who is full of life he is the Vine. suppose one day a brother will come to you tell you no know, brother holy night is my goal and my destination is just the holy country now I am striving I am endeavoring to reach that goal I like to be holy. I like to be filled with holiness. I like to be in the holy country. Right. You better say that. Brother, buy your donkey to the vine. You don't need to labor. You don't need to strive to reach the goal of holiness. Christ is here. Christ is the vine. He is the source of life. He's so right in, in life. Bind your donkey to Him. That means cease your striving. Arise in this rich and living Christ. Cease your labor. Cease your striving. You don't need to do it. Because Christ has won the victory. Because the scepter, the kingship, the kingdom... All oh, is his. Rest at him at the wine. Bind your donkey to the vine, and bind your donkey even to the choice wine. This is Hebrew poetry. Bind your donkey or your foot to the vine. Bind your coat to the choice wine. The vine is Christ. The choice. Why? is also Christ. Christ is not only the vine but the top vine, the choice vine. He is the very choice source of life. We just stop our striving, cease our labor at Him and rise.
0: Francis, I really appreciate this little portion of the Bible. Jacob's poetic phrase, bidding us to bind our donkey to the vine, conveys a lot of rich meaning to us, doesn't it?
1: This expression, bind your donkey to the vine, is another very poetic expression that's so meaningful. We ourselves are the donkey, and Christ is the vine. We are the ones like on a journey with a destination. We may be striving to have a holy life. We may be striving to overcome our temper and so on. But all our self-effort is futile. Christ has already accomplished all this for us, the believers. To bind our donkey to the vine is just to rest in Christ's accomplished work. He's already accomplished all this goal that we're trying to reach. He accomplished it by His death, by His resurrection, and by imparting Himself into us. So we just want to learn to enjoy Him and, like Paul, to be able to say, For to me to live is Christ. No donkey effort can cause us to be like Christ. But to abide in Christ is to enjoy all His victory and all that He's accomplished. We can just enjoy Christ as our rest. He is our destination, so everything we need is in Him.
0: All of us donkeys, Francis, need to bind ourselves to this wonderful vine. Let's rejoin Witness Lee.
2: But this is not all. Wash the garment in the wine. And wash your clothes in the blood of the grapes. In the Bible, our behavior, our daily walk, our act, are likened to garments, to clothes. So, to wash the garment and the clothes in the wine, the grape wine, our the grape juice, signifies to soak our behavior, to soak our daily walk in the rich enjoyment of Christ's life. You know the difference between grape wine and grape juice. Grape juice is for calming your thirst down. And grape wine is tearing up your excitement. Your thirst got to be quenched, calm down. But your excitement got to be stirred up. The life of Christ on the one hand is reckoned to grape wine stirring up our excitement every Christian who binds his donkey to the wine will be happy this is the function of the grape wine the rich Christ on the one hand all the time stirs up our excitement on the other hand always quenches our thirst. Yes. We have to soak our behavior, our daily walk, our action, all what we are. We have to soak it in the rich enjoyment of Christ's life. Yes. Our daily walk, our behavior, our act will be permeated, saturated with the full enjoyment of the riches of Christ's life. Then, lastly, transformation. Your eyes will be red Which mine, transformed by the rich life of Christ. Your appearance changed. We, the kingdom people, who endure Christ so much, yeah. we are never in the nearest. We are fully nourished, so our eyes become red. Transformed from death to what? Life. And the teeth, white with milk. Milk, we all know, is a kind of a nourishment. Food. Teeth have two functions. To receive things. The white teeth means clear, fair, sound, healthy function here. To taking God's word as our food, or to utter God's word to others as nourishment, I have the white teeth. <laughs> because I have received the nourishment of milk, so I have the proper, the sound, healthy teas to take in the proper food and to utter the word of God to nourish others. Every healthy, sound Christian must be one that can take in God's word properly and can utter God's word richly. Now, we are here seizing our labor. Resting in Christ. And enjoying all the riches of His life. Either as grape wine or as grape juice. We soak our behavior. We soak whatever we are in this rich enjoyment. Then we smell like Christ. We can take in God's word as our nourishment, and we can utter God's word as others' nourishment. These all together, the enjoyment and the rest in this victorious Christ. So you can see here, you have these three main seeds sown here the seed of Christ's victory, the seed of Christ's kingdom, and the seed of our enjoyment and rest in Christ.
0: Francis, this has been a wonderful life study. Christ's victory, Christ's kingdom, and Christ is our rest. Tell us again what it is to be
1: soaked in Christ. To be soaked means that we just open ourselves daily as we open the Word, as we open our hearts, we open our whole being for him to soak into us all the divine attributes that he has and soak our human virtues with his person and his being so that we could be the ones who are soaked in Christ.
0: Francis, this may sound strange. But we have to love the implication that we would be those soaked in Christ. Thank you for your fellowship today. I want to turn now to our listeners. Here's a listener calling from Talco, Texas.
1: I was listening to the uh, message over the Dallas station, and uh, I just found you on there. (laughs) And I've been praying uh, since I was hearing you on Sunday morning that God would put you on a station where I could pick this up all, all through the week, and so the Lord's answered prayers. And I would like to have this message. It was in Genesis, and so uh, I'm just so very happy to find you there. Now I've received the other studies that you sent me and John, and I have just studied it, and I, I'm just—it's just neat uh, just for my journey. God bless all of you.
0: Well, this was a marvelous call because she told how that she had been listening in the Dallas area when we were just on once per week. And she so much enjoyed the program that she began praying that the Lord would open a way for her to get this broadcast every day. And the Lord answered her prayer. And this is a vivid example of how the input of our listeners is of value to us. Thank you again for listening today. And we look forward to hearing from you and also having you back again tomorrow. You have been listening to The Life Study of Genesis with Witness Lee. If you would like more information about this program, then please call 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. You can also send us email at radio at lsm.org. For a free download of this program, or to find more information, visit us online at lsm.org. If you've enjoyed what you've heard from this Life Study of Genesis, then we encourage you to freely distribute this program. It's available in MP3 format. Again, it can be downloaded from lsm.org, free of charge.